Hello, everybody. Good morning. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman, and I'm about all the food all the time, especially now around Pesach or with my cookbook. I am doing lots of promoting of this book, so I'm sorry you're gonna have to sit back and listen to the listen to the food talk uh, for uh, one hour about perfect for Pesach. Perfect for food, perfect anytime. We are very excited to be here back in the studio. Um, I love food. I love shopping for it, cooking it, eating at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef, cooking a lot right now for Pesach. Let me just say that. <laughs> Hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my exciting food adventures, kosher food traveling, and sharing of great recipes and ideas each week. But I want to hear from you. Email me, Naomi at nachamsegel.com. I want to hear what you made, where you ate, all that, where you shop for food. I love hearing about, about all of that. So thank you, you to all of you who do email me in. I really appreciate hearing from everyone. Um, okay, so we have another amazing show uh, today. We're going to be having this time of the year. You have to have Gabriel Geller from Royal Wines on. We, you know, it's, it's a requirement here. We want to know what to drink on Pesach and, you know, the rest of the year too, but it's breathing down our necks. We want to know what to drink. Um, so Gabriel's going to be joining us. And, of course, we need to know what to eat, what's new in the kosher world. So we have Pessy Einhorn here who's a packaging specialist and product development from Keiko. So we're really excited to be talking to her, and we're going to hear a little bit about kosher.com as well. So let's just take a pause from that before we dive into our guests. I have to give a, sh- a restaurant shout-out to Carne Grill. I was invited there about a week and a half ago by the owners. I had one of the best meals of my life. And you guys know I've eaten everywhere. This was incredible. Please make this your destination kosher restaurant for now because if you haven't been there, it's worth the drive. I got a parking spot right in front. I can't guarantee that you will be so lucky there in Flatbush on Avenue P. Uh, But I was at the Flashic one. It was amazing. One thing after another, they totally sent out. A lot of food and each thing was delicious. I really like, if you had seen my Instagram story, you had seen me like jumping out of my seat for joy from the food there. So I really, really loved it. And another huge shout out to the guys at Doma. Um, they had a they have a brunch menu now from 12 to 4 on Sundays. Waffles, chicken and waffles, pancakes, pastries, salads, um, frittatas. It's Obviously, a you know it's a Flashik restaurant, but they are serving um, Flashiks for brunch, which was just it was amazing. Um, so make sure you go check out uh, that place as well. Doma is already a destination restaurant; people are flocking there from everywhere. They had their thousand dollar sandwich uh, Super Bowl time, um, which everyone was talking about. Um, so make your way over to the Five Towns. We've got two restaurants, two destination restaurants: Five Towns Doma. And Flatbush in um, Carne, Carne, Pescada Carne in Flatbush. So make sure you get over there for some really solid food, especially take the wife out, you know. She's been working hard making Purim and Pesach. Not that the men haven't worked hard, but you know, go on a date night. Go with your mum. Take your mum out for dinner or take your daughter out for dinner. Let's make these restaurants sensational, have a sensational evening uh, eating great food with your family. Okay, let's talk Pesach, people. Yeah, it's the book. You know, I'm going to talk about the book. Um, 
So if you have not got a copy, they are on sale on Amazon or your local Judaica stores. I cannot believe it's been a year since the book has come out. Um, so we are pumping lots of, you know, it's that time of the year. You know, Pesach book has like two months a year where it's alive and it's right now. So I'm going to use the opportunity. If you don't have it, grab a copy. Um, I'm happy to sign them for you if we, we can meet up. But um, I had a lot of fun writing it. The photography is beautiful with Miriam Pascal. Um, and the recipes are really good and have lots of great tips. So if you're making Pesach for the first time, you can still um, grab the book and use it for tips. Um, I'm going away to Ram, uh, working for Ram, giving cooking classes at their Pesach hotel at the Trump National Zoral in Miami. Super excited about that. Going to give about 12 classes. Yeah, Pesach's only eight days, but I give 12 classes. So, you know, they get good value out of me. Um, okay, enough about me and let's welcome our amazing guest Pessy Einhorn who I've met a couple months back when I went down to the Keiko offices in Bayonne New Jersey welcome Pessy I am so glad that you got to come in and represent the team oh it's my pleasure I'm so happy to be here so you can actually fill us in on what goes behind the scenes we want to know like Keiko is the biggest kosher distributor in the world in the United States yes we are the biggest kosher food um, producers and distributors of kosher food, yeah. Okay, what is the biggest product that you make? The most, you know, the biggest selling? We have um, all of our staple products are huge. Like, um, we have many different brands. We, ha we, can, yeah, we have... What are the brands? Um, we have the Geffen brand, Glicks, Hadar, Shibolim, Yehuda. We have um, some new companies, some new brands that are coming out. We have a great new brand called Heaven and Earth. That's an, a fantastic new brand that has all natural products, better for you. Many of our products under the Heaven and Earth brand are regular products, but only better for you. Many are organic. They're all natural. None of them have any artificial ingredients, and they're just great. They're delicious, top-of-the-line, top-scale products, and those will be coming out very shortly. We have the Tuscanini brand, which is amazing. I love this stuff. stuff oh. from it, all from Italy. Those Carnage parchment products. Those parchment crackers. Oh, oh are the they're best. Amazing, right? Right there. It's a, it's a great brand. It took off. Amazing. Everyone loves it. It's gourmet stuff, but you know, approachable. Everyone loves it. And we have new new products coming out. All the time, we're working on a lot of different things. So stay tuned to, for our new products. They're I'm, all great. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, we'll I'm talk always, about some of them. I'm always excited to see what, you know, the companies have got and what they're working on. Because, you know, last week we had the OK um, uh, rabbi and the, the marketing team here. Um, and we're talking about how the foodie boom is in full swing because of companies like you guys that are producing or distributing or finding these great ingredients for us as chefs or restaurateurs to use? We do every day. We look for new products. We look for new products all over the world. Um, Chaim in our office, Chaim Herzog, he travels all over and he's he has these antennas for amazing products in places that you would never imagine they would be able to produce kosher food. Right. And we... You know, we're constantly like little ants, always busy, busy, busy looking for new things. And, you know, we have our eye on the consumer. We want we want to bring a lot of new things that were never kosher before. We want to bring that to the kosher consumer so they can taste 
new things from the original sources, like Italian food from Italy. Right. Like like those Tuscanini things are fantastic. Right. I mean, pizza that actually comes from Italy, Italy. not from Borough Park. Right. Or that <laughs> Chicago pizza, that big fat oh, Chicago great, pizza right. that you guys um, got certified kosher and now. Right. Uh, the Geno's East. The Geno's East. Yes, that's, that's right. a great product. Oh, my gosh. That is really So good. I found the dough like really thick. It was like this giant stuffed crust pizza, which I know is very, very, very um, Chicago. Right. That is Chicago. Right. <laughs> uh, we're, we're in New York. Uh, it sounds funny when I say we New Yorkers because – I'm Australian. Um, well, you're a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> I may sound like an Aussie, but I'm a New Yorker. I'm, you are. I'm both. I'm both. But we like the thin, crispy crust right. pizza. Right. Like I love thin, crispy, and this is thick, and it's you know but that's what Chicago's known for, they're, right? And it's so great that we got pizza. that 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 kosher for us. It right. was like a really big treat for everyone. Um, yeah. So so how does one, you know, you're a packaging specialist. What? Tell us more about that. Like what? Like. How do you design them? Do you, do you have meetings? Like, how does all that work? There's I'm actually a lot, fascinated. A lot of thought that goes into the yeah. packaging. So I'd love people like, to hear this. You know, as a woman, I would say that, you know, it's like getting dressed. It's like you have this great product, but you want to dress it and present it. Uh, you know, so much of a product is aesthetically seeing the packaging of the product. That's what draws you in. That's what makes a consumer want to try it and want to buy it. Right. So we work very hard and we don't just do it, you know, we put a lot of thought into the packaging, into the design of the packaging. And a lot of people don't know this, but there is so much technical information that goes on a packaging. A lot of it is regulation, regulated by the FDA. Like so what? we have to make sure, well, there's, uh, there's a lot of information that's constant, very dynamic, always changing. Um, for example, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Um, when we... When we package beverages, so we have to put on the recycling information, and it's constantly changing. Just now, the state of Oregon changed their recycling rules, yeah. so we have to re redo all our packaging to put on the new... Um, and that costs money every time you print new labels. But, you know, we have to follow the regulations, right, and right. we do everything, everything to the T. I'm very well um, versed in the FDA regulations, so... We make sure that everything we have the new um, nutrition panels that are becoming that are going into effect now. So all of our new our new packaging gets a new formatted, easier for the consumer to understand nutrition panel. Right, it's it, you really should be reading everything that you're buying that's packaged. We put a lot of information. We we have the organic anything that's organic. We have the organic symbol. A lot of our uh, USDA organic, and also if it's coming from another country, it's always certified by the organic certifier wherever the uh, product is coming from um you know we try to make our packaging very easy to read very easy for the consumer we have little icons like our naturally better symbol which is on many if not most of our products which means that um we have a, a website that lists a whole bu- uh, a whole list of ingredients that we do not put in our food that has that symbol artificial ingredients, things that are not good for you, are all omitted from any of the food products that that beer, that naturally better symbol. Uh-huh. So if you're buying a product that has that little leaf symbol yeah. that says naturally better for you, then you know that you're eating clean, no artificial ingredients, no colors, preservatives. People or don't like know that. this. I did not know this. Yes. We really need like, maybe kosher.com can do a video 
called You Are What You Eat. Oh, that's great. I right? love that. Okay, let's, that? let's write that. I promise you, as we're speaking, here, take <laughs> a, notes. We need to take idea. notes, right? And we can inform the consumer, you know, what they're eating and what's healthy. And, because we don't know. I didn't know this. And I've been and a foodie since I'm a baby. <laughs> and when we do develop new products, we work very hard to make our products as obviously not everything, but most of our products as as best and clean, natural, good for you with, you know, top-notch ingredients. Not We, we don't go the cheap route. We right. never no, go I... the cheap route. We always do everything. I'm very critical. If something does not <laughs> pass my mustard, it will not be found on the grocery shelves. Oh, wow. Not with taste, not with content of ingredients, because we just want to make sure that what we're putting out there is a... Fantastic product that, you know, anybody would be really happy to serve their family and to eat and not worry, you know, I'm serving them junk. Absolutely not. Wow. There's so much new stuff coming out all the time. It's really, I can't wait till Gabriel comes in. We've got some samples. We're so busy. We've got it. We're going to, we're going to share with everyone. Let's talk about the history of Keiko. Okay. Because I think that's fascinating to everyone. I always like. I always ask. So, when did you get started? Like, I want to hear the background of how you become the giant in the industry. So, when I started in the company about eight years ago, we were Kenover. Right. We were just the food division. Um, we had several brands like Geffen, Glicks, Shibolim, and um, we had a sister company. We were under the umbrella of the Kedem wine company, but we were a separate division. And then about five years ago or so, um, there were, we merged. So now we're one large company called Keiko. We have a, a wine division, the Kedem wine division, and Keiko's the food division. And when we became Keiko, we, we, we brought in, we encompassed a bunch of, a, a lot of other brands that we own and many which we distribute for. Okay. We are the largest distributor of kosher food. We have many we we have many channels not just in the United States but all over the world. We have distribution centers in different areas of the country. So I've, I've been to the one in Bayo, New Jersey and I love it there. <laughs> it's huge. And it's, we have we have a really big one. We have a distribution center in Florida. We have one in California. Ah, so we have I didn't know that an excellent network of channels to reach all over the country and we have divisions all over the world we have a division in in europe in the united kingdom canada australia? israel australia and our food you know gets distributed all over the world and many companies come to us to, to use us for distribution distribution because we have such a wide so not only do you create your own products, but we you also, also distribute, distribute many other brands. You, like other companies will say, hey, you're so big, could you distrib- distribute this That's for right. us? That's right. Wow. And we have hundreds of brands under our, you know, that, that are in our portfolio of brands that we distribute, yes. Wow, it's unbelievable. I don't think people realize that. So where does Royal Wine fit into all that? Under Kedem? So, right. So Royal Wine is our wine division. Okay. We're under one big umbrella company. Does Keiko stand for anything? Um, does it stand? Well, I don't really know exactly. I like to think it's like kosher company, like kosher. <laughs> um, the K can be from Kedem. I don't, I don't exactly know what the 
you know, the genesis of that name is. Yeah, we're going to find that out. I'm curious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll ask uh, Morty or... Oh, Morty's I, a good person to ask. <laughs> I probably know. The Herzog too, yeah. family and, and the winery is unbelievable. I, right. I I love going out to the winery. I've been there. I was there twice last year, so I was very spoiled. Go back. Chef <laughs> Gabe treated us well. Yeah. He was amazing. Okay, so... Um, All right, so how many – we have many different um, people behind the scenes that make things work and all the different divisions. One of the biggest divisions that have started now is kosher.com. Wow. They really, like, took off and grew – they're about a year old, a little over a year 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 old, and We've already said happy birthday to them. That's right. That's right. They are huge. Like, we've got the the shows, which I have a show on, called Sunny Side Up. It's a cooking show. It's not a radio show. Here I do my radio. It's a great name for your show because I don't know a sunnier person than you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. I am very sunny. Sunny Side Up. And I happen to love Sunny Side Up. Okay. So so there you go. (laughs) It worked really well. I think Morty came up with a name even. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, he did well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so there's lots of – so let's talk a little bit more. There's Besides the cooking shows on kosher.com, we have – It's a great resource for recipes of so many different kinds. I mean, any recipe that you can possibly need. Let's say you want to do something with a certain ingredient. I mean, there are so many recipes on kosher.com. You do a search, and it'll come up with loads of stuff, not just recipes, tips. Um, I did now Purim. Right? So we had so many different ideas for shalach manos and decorating and like anything that's related to food, crafts for the kids. Right. You know, out of They also food. have shirim now. Uh, right. Of, they have some nice um, um, Shabbatify. Shabbatify. Right, right, right. um, I can't remember the name of the rabbi. Uh, rabbi Fari. Oh, okay. There you go. I'm glad you remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Shabbatify, they have How to Set Your Beautiful Table with Heshi Scoops. Right. How to Stay Healthy with Rory, Rory um, Rory Weisberg. She does Instagram stories. Their social media is also huge. When they started a year ago, I was I like way ahead of them. And now they are way ahead of me. Uh, and it took me five years to build up what they have. Um, well, so you're part of the fa- you're part of the kosher.com family. I love I love working for kosher.com. I do my Insta stories and I do my videos there. Um, but it's really become a source. And what they've done also is that we've spoken about this before on the show. We've had layer in and and um, but you know someone who hasn't heard this before, like what they've done is they've taken all the magazines like Ami and Mishpacha, and like you know how you would like you like this recipe, so you rip it out, and you put it on the right. side. You don't need to do that anymore because it's all uploaded onto their database and you can find it all on kosher.com. you can create your own recipe box and your own little, you know, source for yourself of recipes that you took out of kosher.com want to save for yourself. You do that. And now for Passover, there's a great new feature coming. Oh. It's called the Passover Planning HQ. And it's a great forum for all things Passover-related tips, preparation ideas, new ideas for different, instead of making the same old thing, different ideas. It's it's really going to be a great thing. Um, so I didn't know about that. Preview. It's just about, you know, going to be uh, coming out, this uh, Passover Planning HQ. It's it's going to be a great resource for all Passover food-related um, information. And Okay, no, that's good. Yeah. That's good to know because I I like to learn and I don't know everything. Um, about you know, even though I do know a lot about Passover, you know, there's always something 
more to learn and people who have made Pesach more than me or, you know, experienced bubbies, you know, they can share a, their information too. There's a great um, feature that are going to they're going to be fast and easy shortcut videos of how to do different things because everybody wants to do Everyone things quickly, fast, fast, fast. Right, and those videos are great. People love them. So they're going to be, um, you know, Passover related, which is going to be great. Okay, so there's always a lot going on. You know, with with a with a lot going on comes a lot of great products and a lot of great wines. I'm just actually flipping through the book because Gabriel Geller has has uh, joined us and he has brought in some uh, food samples that we wanted to share. That's brand new, off the market, yeah. brand new to the market. I should say, not off the market, on the market, on the shelves, on the shelves. Um, and Gabriel's gonna, is opening some wine, so we're really excited <laughs> because somewhere in the world it's five o'clock. It's Shabbos in Australia, so I can start drinking already. Um, my daddy's made kiddish for me, so <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so I just let's talk about some of these products. Okay. Um, talk, let's talk about the rice, and you were talking about oh, the heaven and earth. So before. excited! When I say rice, I'm saying cauliflower rice. Talk. Okay. <laughs> This is a great new product. Into the mic. This is a great new product. It's so popular now. It's flying off the shelves. Not a, not a kosher version. Um, in Whole Foods, people love it. It's an alternative to rice. It's kosher for Passover. It's just cauliflower. In this bag, it's just cauliflower. Imitating um, grains of rice. So you can use it in any application that you would use rice. But obviously, you can use it on Passover because it's uh, we're gonna, it's We're going to op open up a package because I want everyone to see. But have a look in my Pesach book if you've got it out in your house or if you don't have it yet. It's page 192. See how there's a picture if you're watching us on our YouTube channel. See how that looks just like rice? It's cauliflower rice. And here we have a recipe. And the recipe is on kosher.com as well. So if you don't there have are the book. great recipes on kosher.com, there's recipes on the package for anybody who buys the product and just wants to try it with those great recipes. Basic, but, you know, you can build from there. There's a basic meatball recipe that you can do whatever you want with your meat mixture, like stuffed cabbage, meatballs, meatloaf, or anything like that. So it's a great starting point. And there's so many different things that you could do with it because you can – Substitute this product for not just rice, but orzo, couscous, and a salad, a side dish. People even make sushi with it. Yes, yes. I will show you like sushi. Like Naomi. <laughs> okay, you, you had me at, look what, okay. I'm going to flip, look, cauliflower oh, sushi in my book. Looks so authentic. Looks like real rice. Looks great. Page 29, and it's Almost no calories because it's carb-free. That's right. So you actually need to eat a lot of it because it's not so filling because it, it so doesn't good. have the rice to fill your belly. I'm going to so try that one. Yeah. So um, I actually just want to show. So um, definitely grab a copy of my book. <laughs> it's the shameless plugging of my book. You know what? <laughs> you know what? It's, it's a great book. It's a great book. It's a no, great I book. Like She's think. not saying anything that's not true. Thank you. But I, I just um, – do we have a pair of scissors? I just, you know – it's a short lifespan of Pesach book, so. All right, so I'm just going to snip open because I want everyone to see how much it looks like rice. And this is, is this the first brand of rice cauliflower that with a hersha for Pesach? It absolutely is. It's obviously checked I, to the highest standards with um, the OK 
Passover certification and Rabbi Eckstein. Oh. So it's the highest level of kosher certification. I just had the team in last week. Right. Yeah, look, that is rice. It's freezing cold in my hand right now. Can everyone see? It looks just like grains of rice. Uh, it's not you, just kosher for, for, for Pesach. It's also dietetic. That's you right. Know? Dietetic it's, it's and year-round. Year-round use. Just it. like my book. Gluten-free. <laughs> yeah, no, I love this. I love it. And it's all the rage. I sell a Trader Joe's brand. I've never bought it because I, I, I didn't know if, if I was allowed to or not. Um, Hexha-wise, because I didn't, I didn't know if this it was one, checked. But now I don't have to worry because <laughs> I think I just lost. My earplugs. Oh, there you go. No, it's good. It's good, CK. Okay. So let's mix a little wine talk with a little food talk. So we did some rice cauliflower. So we're going to have asparagus here, but what wine would go well with the asparagus? Welcome, Gabriel Geller, the man who knows answers to everything wine. <laughs> well, asparagus, that's something that uh, we eat a lot at home. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, we're big fans of asparagus. My wife loves cooking asparagus. We, we eat that at least once or twice a week. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, usually oven roasted. Oh, yeah, I do yeah. that on Shabbos because there's a recipe. <laughs> there you go. And the book. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself. Now, as far as wine pairings are concerned, uh, it's a good question. It really depends, you know, what you're going to uh, eat them with, uh, what is the, the main dish, basically, and, uh, and also how you, you make them. Uh, do, do you make them in the oven? Uh, are you just uh, taking them out of the jar, like, uh, like in this case? This is a white asparagus. White asparagus. Very tender and delicate. Into the mic. <laughs> Tender, delicate, delicious. It's it's really a delicacy. Um, it's seasonal, but in the jar, it it's available all year round. It's a delicious product. It's in so salads, you can actually take just them out. Just nash on it. Just nash on it exactly okay, straight from the jar. Man. Um, so many no different way. ways to prepare appetizers, salads. You can roast them. You can take them out of the jar and put them in the oven for a little bit um, and roast them. And oh yeah, you could roast these. You you could you could. They're yeah. they're not raw. It's white they're asparagus. Thin. It's white asparagus. That's why you can eat the tips. Exactly. It doesn't have the bug issues that regular. Um, that I'm not your true. rabbi, but uh-huh. I have heard that it, no bug issues at all. Mm. I'm eating another one. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so we have here actually two wines that you know I would pair with asparagus if I'm not you know. Uh, even thinking about anything else that I'm going to eat with those asparagus. Uh, we have here the Agafen White Riesling. Uh, it's not the first time that I bring this wine to the show, but it's the first one, it's the first time that I bring this vintage to the show. Oh, it's okay. the new vintage, 2016. And, uh, you know, two different vintage, two different wines. It, it changes all the time. Uh, the weather really, uh, has, uh, its implications, its, uh, its effect. Uh, on uh, on the wine and it's going to be different every year. Sometimes you know the the differences are going to be very subtle, uh, but uh, it, it does make a difference. So climate change affects the wine. A hundred percent. We've the terroir, right? Absolutely. You know we have been talking a lot lately. You know KFW was just a, w- a few weeks ago. Uh, one of the big things at KFW were the Bordeaux 2015. We have a lot of great wines from Bordeaux from the 2015 vintage, uh, which all experts agree uh, that it's one of the very best vintages, one of the best years in uh, for Bordeaux wines in a long time. Uh, the, the wines are really have a, have a very special uh, character. 
uh, and personality. They are going to be uh, to be uh, to be aging for many years. Uh, it's really high quality. And today, I actually brought. Uh, a Bordeaux wine from 2016, the following vintage, Chateau Lamotte-Sissac, from the Omedoc region, from the Omedoc appellation. And 2016 is said to be at least as good, if not even better than 2015. Oh yeah. my God, we are excited right here with the Nachum Siegel Network. Yeah, it's on uh, table for two. It does not happen very often that there are three good vintages, great vintages in Bordeaux, and it's the case, 2014, 15, 16. Uh, so I brought what is basically the, the, the first uh, 2016 Bordeaux wine to be uh, released. That's the one I'm very excited about. And, you know, Bordeaux wine sounds very elitist, you know? It's like for the elites, expensive, it's luxurious, it's fancy, not always. Not always. Uh, Bordeaux doesn't have to cost 100 or $200. Uh, some are below $50, some are below even th uh, $30, like this one. And... Uh, and anyone can uh, can enjoy them, especially uh, especially this wine, which is uh, approachable. Uh, it's uh, very easy to understand it, to like it. Uh, it's not just for uh, those who are you know the, the snobbies uh, <laughs> <laughs> who uh, who drink the the, the, the fancy wine uh, every Shabbos. Well, you had some fantastic wines. They, the wines were yes, outstanding. We um, okay, there's one in particular that stood in my head. It's a French white wine, sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know that I, I just made that so vague for you. Um, that was probably, although I could be I wrong. If I hear the name, yeah. if I hear the name, go, I'll go know. ahead. You tell me the name, and then I'll know it. Chateau de Renvignot. Yeah, you know what? It's the French accent that I. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna find so a picture of on my phone. And was then it I'm... like a, a fancy gold label? Yeah, it could be. Could be. Okay, well, in I'm, that I'm case, it is a great it. wine. It's not cheap at all. It's not it's like cheap at all. Good taste. It was 120 <laughs> yeah, bucks a bottle. Yeah, 120 bucks. And I was like, I would like a case yeah. of that. I'm just, I'm, I'm literally like <laughs> scrolling through my phone now, yeah. seeing if I can find it. <laughs> I'm not sure if we still have, you know, any of it because we're running low. Actually, we should, get, we should get more soon. So. That would not be a, that would not be an issue. Yeah, Chateau de Renvignot, it's a wine from Sauterne. Sauterne is an appellation in Bordeaux which specializes. That's especially that's what they are famous for uh, in uh, sweet wine. Yes, that's the one. I got the that's one. That's the gonna... one. You got this it right. This is the best wine at KFWE. It's certainly one of the best. It's certainly one of the best. One of one my of favorites. The best. But my opinion, <laughs> of course, no, it's um, delicious. It's very it's special. It's complex. This is a wine that, if you have the proper storage conditions, which means a, a dark, cool place, you uh, where where you let the 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 wine to rest uh, on their side uh, without touching them, it, it, you could keep this wine for decades. Really, that one in particular yeah, for decades. Uh-huh. So I should maybe ask one for my birthday or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and then you could, you know, to celebrate uh, a birthday or an anniversary. Uh, and or, then you open, crack it open. Or, 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 or any other simcha, crack it open in 
15, 20, 30 years even. Oh, my God. Yeah. So what makes that wine hold out longer than any other wines? Well, like we said, it's a sweet wine. So uh, sugar is a natural preservative. Oh. There's no other sugar in this wine, but it was picked, you know, very late. So from grapes that were very ripe, right. almost, you know, the, 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 the grapes, themselves, they're almost dry, like a late you know, raisins, a right. late harvest wine. And... Uh, and in that region, Sauternes in Bordeaux, the, the wines, the, the grapes retain natural acidity. So the combination of that natural acidity in the grapes together with, uh, with the natural sugar uh, that, that is still in the grapes when, uh, when you pick the grapes at the harvest, uh, all together uh, allows the wine to really uh, age for a long time. It preserves them. And uh, and they evolve, they, sh they change uh, for many many years, and they uh, and they, be they become even better than what they are right now. So <laughs> if you enjoyed it now, wait, uh, uh, wait you will enjoy it even years. more in many <laughs> years. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's try some of that white wine. I think sure. we're ready. We've had some asparagus. Yeah. Okay, so I have the wines, the glasses from KFW. This is what year Jay booked. Jay bought me a case of wines a couple years ago, a, a case of glasses. This is from 2013. This is almost a vintage glass itself. <laughs> it was a good year for glasses. It was a good year for glasses. I, I, I'm not sure if glasses get better with time. Oh, really? Yeah, they just get clean. Okay, ZK, Pessy, you're going to have? Oh, look. Ah, oh, yeah. Bene Israel. I just joke. I'm addicted to this beautiful <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know. Well, you know, you do work at the, you know, Keiko. You can just hop over the street. I want to see, get a tour of the wine winery over there. Um, I've been I'm to in the food division. I know, right. so maybe Gabriel, you walk me <laughs> around the there. To talk to. Okay, <laughs> so All right, so what do we do? This is the Agafen Agafen Winery in California, uh, White Riesling. That's the Grape Verde uh, from the Lake County Appalachian. Lake County is uh, north of Napa Valley. It's like the hot place, uh, right? Not hot, you know, for uh, the, the the climate necessarily, but, but uh, popular. hot uh, isn't popular. Popular real estate, if you like, uh, region uh, of uh, the California wine country. Uh, Clearwater Ranch, that's uh, the name of the place of the vineyard uh, who owns the, the grapes uh, uh, where, uh, where, these, where the grapes for this wine uh, uh, came from. So this is the 2016 vintage. Uh, Riesling is... Just uh, one of the most noble grape varieties, uh, from which some of the very best wines in the world uh, are made. Uh, originally uh, in Germany, also in Alsace in France, and California makes great wines out of it. Uh, so does Israel, and uh, this one is delicious. It's off dry, so it's not oh. really very sweet. You had me at but off it's dry. Not, it, it's not completely dry, uh, and it, it it would go absolutely great with the asparagus. You can even try now. You know, just. <laughs> Wine, pairing, wine pairings with yeah. asparagus. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Absolutely, why not? Good products not? from Keiko. Good wine from Keiko. Okay, Baruch Amen. You know, we all have to take turns of talking because it's a radio show. So we can't have silence on the air. This is amazing. That's delicious. Oh my God, that's so crisp. This is right up my alley. Great. How much I, is I knew you'd like it. You know? How much does this retail for? Uh, this retails around $25 in average. So it's Good not value. It's yeah. not a crazy expensive one. Can we just talk about, am I saying it right, QPR? QPR, quality price ratio. 
Right. Very simple. Value for money, if you like. Right. This is high QPR. You, there are many wines that cost $20, $25, but they're not, of course, it's always subjective, you know. We, we all Absolutely. have different tastes and preferences. And uh, if there is a wine at $25 that I don't like, that doesn't mean that you won't like it. Maybe right. you do. Uh, but I believe in general, as, as far as quality is concerned, uh, how well made this wine is, how complex it is, how balanced it is. I think that the, the, the QPR here is very high. This is really delicious. I'm like really enjoying, really enjoying that wine. Well, I'm a big white wine drinker. <laughs> I think white wines get pushed aside sometimes a little too much. The red wines always, everyone goes, oh, I don't need drink red. I'm like, give white a chance. Yeah, of course. So I, I, I brought four wines here today. You know, it's, Almost Pesach, Arbacasos, the Four Cups. Right, so let's, uh, yeah. And I also chose wines that are, I, I, I took, you know, QPR into consideration. I didn't want to uh, really uh, uh, necessarily discuss here about, you know, wines that are very expensive or that are, you know, are like the, the, the cheap stuff that you can find everywhere. Well, you know, some special wines. Something special. But that are still affordable. Uh, the, I think the most expensive wine that we have here is the is the Bordeaux, which is like about thirty dollars. Okay. Sometimes you'll find it for two dollars less. Sometimes for two dollars more. Right. Uh, but the average price would would be around thirty dollars. Uh, it won't break the bank. Uh, especially uh, especially for uh, for Yamtov, uh, it's really uh, worth it uh, to have a nice wine like this one, Chateau Lamotte Sissac, au Médoc. Uh, and uh, it's a wine that will go very well with, you know, with the meal, you know, there's the cedar, there's the four cups, uh, but, you know, when uh, when the second cup uh, comes around, uh, it's Shulchan uh, Orech. It's the time for uh, for the celebratory Yamtov meal, and uh, you'll have probably some uh, some nice uh, meat uh, or chicken uh, with the with the meal, and you need some you know nice wine. It's uh, it's Yamtov, it's a Simcha, uh, and uh, I think that the the Chateau Lamotte Sissac would be uh, would be perfect uh, for uh, for the meal this year. And uh, I brought uh, the Agafen uh, Riesling, so it's a white wine. I know that many people will maybe raise uh, their eyebrows. Yeah, can uh, we talk about that? A white wine for the cedar, for the four cups. Yes, you can. Okay, Rabbi Geller. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not about being a rabbi. I mean, no, no, no. Uh, speaking, there's absolutely no issue whatsoever. Right. Uh, it's just that most people have the minhag to uh, to use only red wine uh, for the cedar um, for uh, for different reasons. But some people, uh, especially Yeki Jews, German Jews, uh, have the, the minhag to uh, to use white wine. Really, I like that. I knew there was something. There I are like two about reasons Yeki for that. They're smart people. <laughs> The first reason is that, you know, you're supposed to use your better wine uh, for the cedar, your better wine for really? Kiddush, your better wine uh, for the cups. You know, if not you have the, the, the choice between something which is eh, not so good and something which is better, you, you want to make the bracha, you want to, to, to use uh, for something as, as, as important. Uh, for the Hidr right. Mitzvah, exactly. Uh, you want to use something of higher quality. In Germany... Uh, the wines, uh, the, the better wines, are white. So the German Jews were using white wine because that's that that those were the quality wines that they had. Uh, it would not come to their mind 
back in days where there was no import of uh, uh, Israeli wines or uh, or a barn herzog. <laughs> times times uh, have changed. Yeah, <laughs> times have changed a lot. Uh, so the wines that they had, the wines that that they had were white wines, and that's why they use white wines also, especially not just for the seder, but you know year round for kiddush on Shabbos they use a good and wine. on other yamim tovim. So, yeah, they so use white. So it keeps the kettle clean. And it keeps that the kettle true. clean. That's that's a very good point. I have to remind my husband to pack the kettle for when we go. Uh, I'm working at uh, Ram Caterers. So I have to make sure. Uh, in yeah, Florida, I have to make sure he packs his kettle. You reminded me. Um, so is Crema Lager not considered a good wine? Uh, it depends. That's my it, husband's it, it, it depends for whom. You it's know? my husband's favorite. I, I also, am not personally the, the biggest fan of Crema Lager because I'm a snob. Yes. <laughs> but, well, it's your job to be but a snob. They're, 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 yeah, it's my job to be a snob. <laughs> it's also my job not to be a snob. <laughs> no, no, no. We, uh, I, we have to, I have to promote all wines. Yeah. Right. It's also, right, drink what you love, uh, but also it just has lower alcohol content. It has so lower some people alcohol can't tolerate. content. And people are looking for that. You know, many wines, uh, especially now, Nowadays, with the climate, uh, you know, they're a little bit, you know, afraid of, you know, drinking a wine at the seder, especially when you have to drink four cups. Right, a drop. I just want a drop. No, that's more than a drop. That's Beautiful. Okay, having... you don't have to finish your glass. Right, I know. I can pour it into we the garbage We won't hold it against here. you. So, no, I, so, yeah, no, I want to try all the wines that you bought. I like to be well-informed. Um, so, so people, you know, they're afraid that they see sometimes the you know, fifteen percent alcohol in a bottle of wine that seems pretty high. For some people, it is high. Uh, so, for instance, the the, the Agafen uh, Riesling here has only eleven percent. Eleven percent is relatively low uh, by uh, nowadays' standards. Uh, but there are people who are really looking for something, you know, that is wine, not grape juice. They really want wine specifically, and uh, we have an array of wine. Especially from Kedem, uh, which have like six percent alcohol. Right. Yeah. Can you name some of those? Do you know those off the top of your head? Uh, How could they find them? Like, is it on the website? Like, you can find them on many online stores. Uh, you can find them also on the on on Royal's website, RoyalWine.com. You will have the the full list of the of those wines uh, uh, from Kedem. And uh, most uh, kosher wine stores or stores that carry a, a, a wide kosher selection uh, will have those wines and they usually stock up before Pesach uh, because they know that the, the demand for those wines is, uh, is the highest uh, right, right. of the entire year. I know. I, I just actually went in about two weeks ago and I, I restocked on my wines, even though I'm away for Pesach. Um, it's the time of the year that I buy all my kiddish wine for the year and I get a case of red and a case of white. I actually cook with a lot of red wine and you know what I use? The Zmora. Yeah. It's love great QPR it. for cooking, right? Like it's about $7 a bottle. Something like that. Right. When you buy it by the case, about $7, $8 a bottle. And it's great. You're making a roast. You need It's a Cabernet Sauvignon. It's just yeah. Why is it so much sweeter than any other cab Cabernet that I've had? Well, it's so sweet, Zemora, which I Zemora like. Zamora is a semi-sweet uh, wine. Uh, there are other semi-sweet wines. But it's Jeunesse is probably the most uh, famous of them all. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you can make you can make a dry or a sweet wine from any grape variety, whether it's a Cabernet Sauvignon, Risting, Merlot, Zinfandel, Chardonnay. Uh, it's really about the winemaking process. Mm -hmm. uh, 
if they harvest the grapes late, uh, there's a higher chance that you know there will be more sugar in the grapes. And when you ferment the the the, the, the grape juice into wine, uh, if you stop the fermentation uh, at some point, the wine will retain uh, a certain level of sweetness. Uh, that is what is done, for example, with the Zamora or with uh, Jeunesse. Uh, they really try to find the right, the perfect balance uh, between the, the, the taste, the classic taste of wine, keep the fruit, the, the, the fruit taste of the, of the grape, of Cabernet Sauvignon in this case, and uh, a certain amount of sweetness, uh, which will allow basically anyone to not find the wine uh, either too dry or too sweet. Uh -huh. uh, so that, that is really the goal, and that's why so many people uh, love those wines. Right, no, it's great. The Zamora is definitely very sweet for a typical red wine drinker, yeah. probably for you, right? Mm -hmm. but, but Jeunesse is amazing. Like, Jeunesse. that's not, it's <laughs> not as sweet as the Zamora, but Zamora is great for cooking and drinking. Yeah. Right, I, I go through it so much of it in a lot of my roast recipes in the book. Um, I, I have call for wine, and I'll say, you know, um, use Mora. Like yeah. that—that's great. Uh, actually, um, last but week Jeunesse, was Purim. I would drink. I would I, drink. Last week was Purim, right? And Jeunesse happens to be almost the official wine of Purim. There are a lot really? of people uh, who uh, who buy Jeunesse for Purim for the Purim Suda, uh because it's relatively easy to drink. And uh, it's pleasantly, uh, pleasantly tasting. It's fruity, uh, and uh, and people people love it. And we really we promote uh, jeunesse for Purim, especially because we know that people uh, people love it at this time of the year. It's great, you know. It's uh, so, so fun all the time. It's great for, also for Pesach. It's a fun summer wine, also. It's a fun summer wine, absolutely. And they have a great video. That video is beautiful. yeah, you, you love, love it, right? I love, I love it too. That. How am I missing that? Oh, it's amazing. You didn't, you didn't you see it. Who is it? It's all over the place. The one I forwarded to you. Is that the upside down one? No, it's a ball rolling through like a maze, and it ends up tipping a bottle of wine into a cup. But just the whole process of seeing that go How around. How did I not see that? I'm well, like so into that. that. That video reminds me of a scene from one of my favorite movies. Uh, I don't know if you have watched it. Uh, Back to the Future. Uh, That's a pretty old movie. Are you kidding? Back I love Back to the Future. Yeah. To the future. <laughs> so at the very Michael beginning of the first Back to the Future okay. movie, you have a scene like that where uh, there is like a, a, a chain uh, of... Uh, Events you could say uh, you could say it like that uh, uh, a chain reaction and with the uh, hoverboard exactly so it's uh, uh, it's the exact same principle oh, and you have to watch the video it's amazing it's I awesome. have to see that it's who great. put that together for you who, who made the video uh, who made the video it's uh, a company we work with in California the, the, it was shot in California okay. All right, You're that is love it. it's so, so funny. cool. It's I don't know how I missed that, especially <laughs> I'm watching all the time. I'm very busy with our videos. Okay, amazing. All right, so what am I drinking now? And then we're going to switch to lasagna because okay. I feel like we're going into red wine. We need so to that's talk the, pasta. So that's the Bordeaux I was talking about before, the 2016 Chateau Lamotte-Sissac <sighs> from the Omedoc. It's a blend. There is 57% Cabernet Sauvignon, 35% Merlot, and 8% Petit Verdot. And you reach really all together so the ZK, perfect balance some? of flavors. Did you drain your glass yet? <laughs> Tip it into the garbage. I'm the only one who drank all their red wine. I'm supposed to be on a diet before Pesach. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to smell this one and then have a little sip while you uh, talk about the next wine. Okay. He's pouring himself. You're going to drink the with same. me. Yeah. Okay. Lechaim. Okay. What are we smelling for? You. 
While okay. I drink, you talk about what I'm smelling. So for. it's a young wine, young Bordeaux. Uh, will have primarily uh, fruit aromas and flavors. As the wine ages, something which is very typical of old world wines, w uh, wines that come from European countries such as France, Bordeaux, uh, Spain, uh, Portugal, uh, and uh, other uh, countries uh, in that area. Uh, usually when they age, they gain some interesting uh, aromas and flavors that you know, wines from uh, California or Israel usually do not. Uh, earthy flavors, Sometimes it reminds of leather, of tobacco, uh, some say even barnyard funk. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. You have such a cute, um, it's funny coming from me, such a cute European accent. <laughs> when you speak English, he's, he's, he's born Swiss. in Switzerland yeah. and he's now living in the United States after a couple of years in Israel, married a lovely lady. He's spitting. This is very this is very common in the world of winery. You take at uh, wine testing, you taste and then you spit. I, 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 um, for my job, I spit. I have to taste a lot of wines. Or a snob, you gotta spit. And yeah, I mean, this you know, so you have dry. to taste when you have to taste a lot of wine. You cannot, you know, uh, drink them really. You cannot swallow the wine because otherwise you're gonna get drunk. You cannot. You're not gonna be able to do anything function. afterwards. <laughs> you function. can't function. You Especially, can't. you know, I have to drive uh, back to the office afterwards, and that would not be possible, neither, you know, technically <laughs> nor legally, uh, yeah, if I drink the wine. It's a legal thing. Okay, so before we jump into the pasta, can I try a different wine? Sure. I want to ch chase the difference. There you right? go. Can, so right? we have the Capsanis Perach me, Petita. You want me to compare this one to that one? Right? Sure. So Guys. it's also 2016. I have more it's glass. also from an old world country, Spain. Okay, pour more for Pessi. You gonna drink? No, not really. <laughs> Pessi has to try. Cellar de Capsanes, <laughs> Perach Petita, 2016. A lot of people just, you know, read it Perage Petita because it's Spanish, but uh, the J in Spanish is pronounced like Chet uh, or Chaf in Hebrew. And uh, so, so it's it? perach petita, and that's perach. that's that's the meaning oh. of the wine. It, it means a, it means a small flower. It's really? Hebrew. It's very dry. <laughs> it's very dry. Okay, what's the difference between it. these two wines? What am I supposed to be tasting? The difference. Okay, so we have two completely I'm different regions, uh, countries. Uh, varieties, uh, like I said before, uh, the, the French wine, the Bordeaux wine, is a blend of Cabernet Merlot and Petit Verdot. Uh, here we have uh, a Spanish wine, which has 55% Garnacha, Grenache, uh, which is uh, mainly a Spanish variety, but it's also found uh, in some areas of France, not in Bordeaux, more in the Rhone Valley. And uh, you have 20% Tempranillo, that's a Spanish variety. Uh, which is popular in the wines from Rioja. And 15% uh, Merlot. Merlot is from Bordeaux originally. And 10% Syrah. Okay. Syrah is also originally from the Rhone Valley, but it also grows in Spain. The flavors uh, in the wine are very different. Uh, you have notes of red fruit, Red berries, raspberries, cherries. I, it's uh, so hard for uh, me to tell. I'm smelling the differences. 
I get olives a little bit. But I can smell the differences. I can't taste them with the red wines. That's fine, you know. Uh, They both taste very dry to me. (laughs) That's my job. You know, when you read a tasting note and you see an article from Gabriel Geller in Yated or in Hamadia uh that that says uh that that says oh this is a great wine from spain and it tastes of raspberries and leather and whatever you know that's my job right, you know right. if you and do I not cook the food it's fine you know and you make the you wine cook the to food, go with it. i i taste the wine i tell you what it's what is good I've got a, that's my job <laughs> i've got a daughter with a very sensitive palate and she can tell if it's from a oak cask really yeah like she's amazing this one is uh, not as dry as that one. I don't know what. No, it's 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 fruitier. It's much this fruit. Was that the second one? Yeah, the second one is fruitier. I can tell the difference there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm learning something. Okay, amazing. All and right. So last we, but not least. Oh, we're gonna finish the wine and then we'll go into the pasta. Exactly. The pasta because I gotta give this pasta guy a little chat. <laughs> And wine go- red wine goes with pasta so Absolutely, well. 100%. So that goes also great with the, the asparagus, the, the wine that we're going to taste now. It's a brand new wine. Oh, we have glasses. Okay. Brand new series from Herzog Wine Cellars in California, Lineage. Lineage. Oh, how do, how do you, how lineage. Do you, lineage. I always get it wrong. Jay Booksbaum makes fun of me oh, all the time because of it. it. <laughs> lineage. I say lineage. tomato. Lineage. Okay. I say tomato and oregano, lineage. so don't yeah. worry. I'm the only tomato, American tomato. here. Those are case, Brooklyn, and bread. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Herzog, Lineage, Pinot Noir from Clarksburg, California. Uh, the Lineage series is a uh, is a new series of high value, high QPR wines. Uh, there is a Pinot Noir which we are tasting. ZK, we have one more. You know, yeah, we have more work to do today. Stop. There you go. Someone once someone once said to me, Jews don't spit their wine because they would never waste something like <laughs> food. <laughs> Okay, we are not. I, I I am not spitting mine. I'm leaving mine in the glass. All right, that works for me. Okay, wait. So, uh, so I'm, the I'm the lineage have the Pinot Noir, which we're tasting today. Uh, there is a Chardonnay, which is delicious tropical fruit notes. It's you have to try it. You love it, uh, Naomi. Okay. Um, there is the Cabernet Sauvignon from Paso Robles, one of the better known uh, appellations in California. You have the Choreograph, uh, which is a field blend. It's a blend of 12 different grape varieties, all grown in the Prince Vineyard, which is owned by the Herzog family in Clarksburg, California. Uh, It's a very intriguing, interesting, and unique wine. There's absolutely no other wine in the world, I believe, that uh, that is similar to the the Choreograph, whether kosher or not. And uh, there is... uh, uh, there are other wines coming from uh, from the lineage series. Uh, there's a rosé and a Sauvignon Blanc, which will be released after Pesach. Uh, wines that are more for the summer. Uh, you'll be back. Really He'll be fresh. back for that. And I will be back for that, and uh, I will be very happy to uh, taste them together. I have not tasted them myself, so okay, maybe Something you'll taste them here. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it very much. So all the the wines from the lineage series retail for about twenty dollars. So that's Sometimes good, even less, between 15 good. and 20. QPR, okay. Great QPR. Pinot Noir 
it's uh, a, a re relatively light wine. Uh, it's not heavy like Cabernet Sauvignon, like the Bordeaux also uh, that we tasted before. Goes great with asparagus again, uh, but it's <laughs> it, 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 it's it, it's great for the cedar. It's easy drinking. It's great for the for the for the abacasas, and uh, I highly recommend you check it out because there are not there are not a lot of you know kosher Pinot Noir and of this quality and at this price. Uh, this is a uh, this is a very uh, rare find. Okay, that was really good. And I had it with a, I, I had an asparagus, then I chased it down with that red wine. That was very good. There you go. Okay, let's let's switch into the pasta, into the lasagna for Pesach. Okay. This is that lasagna for Pesach. Who, who'd have thought, right? That is not in my book because you guys didn't have it out yet. Okay. okay. It's going to be the next big thing. Okay, so let's pull it out. I have not seen it yet. So they sent me this as a sample to cook with at home. I will tell you that it is great. I have tried it. Yes, tested it, good? it. I would not have let it go to the market if it wasn't great. Oh my god! Look at that! It looks just like a lasagna sheet, and this is made with potato Pota starch, potato and tapioca. My god, it tastes delicious, and it performs just like a lasagna noodle. Okay, do you have to parboil this first? You have to boil it. Yes, you can't put it in as dry. Um, you could, you could do it. There's um, there's a recipe on the box that tells you how to do it. Oh. Great, because my daughter told me the other day, can you make lasagna, but not the one you made the other day. That was <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> like, hello, you're lucky and you got dinner. We, on our boxes, we have um, we tell our consumers to check out kosher.com for more great recipes for this product and many other recipes. So right. You sound like the end of my show. For recipes like this and more, go to kosher.com. But it's on my mind because we put it... As the packaging right. <laughs> designer, so we put it on our packaging. That's so cute that you did that. Yes. And you could do this with meat as well. You can make a meat lasagna. There are so many things you can do with these lasagna noodles. It's really unbelievable. Can you make a, you can make like a roux with like almond milk, make it thick and then use it as a white sauce. Absolutely. With meat to make a meat lasagna. Yes. You can do, you can do a roll traditional up, roll up. Um, yeah. Definitely there cut is... them into little pieces and make little individual, um, you know, appetizer. But you definitely have to boil these first. You, you can't use them. them as the they're dry. dry like they're, they're dry like a dry lasagna. You know how you, you, know? Know you have oven-ready lasagna right. sheets? You, ha you can't do it like that, right? Um, I haven't tried it like that. I, I've boiled it first. Okay. As, it, as the, re as the instructions. Okay, so follow, guys, follow the instructions of the, the back there, of the package. There. Okay. Literally, potato starch, tapioca starch, potato flour. That's it. Now, this is made in the United States um, in a company that specializes in gluten-free noodle products and pasta products. So this is a really high-end, great product. It's not just, you know, it's, it's, it's a really good product. I'm loving it. The real this. deal. I'm, I am loving this. And there's the leaf that you're talking about that's before. That's right, naturally better because all that's in there, there's nothing artificial in there. All good, clean ingredients. It's great that this is for Pesach, but there are so many kids with gluten-free issues Absolutely. now. The list is growing. When I was, you know, my big kids were little. Very, the worst thing that you could give your kid was peanuts. Now it's gluten. There are so, so many kids with gluten issues. There are, there are very few products that we don't sell all year round for people who are specifically looking for kosher for, for, Pesach, for Passover products for allergic children, for children that are allergic to gluten. Or Amazing. anybody, not just children. Amazing. And they're looking for Passover products, and we sell our products all year round for that reason. Amazing. Fantastic. This has been 
such an informative show. Oh, thank you so much for My joining pleasure. us. This is Gabriel, so much fun. Thank you so much for those amazing wines. I think I'm a My little pleasure. woozy. And we have so many other new products coming out also you'll see on the shelf and we can talk about them another time. I know you'll and have to come back. check out kosher.com and, you know, for recipes for all our, our great new products. We've got lots of stuff coming up all the time. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Stay tuned. We have Mark Zomik with the Air of Shabbat show right now. And then we have music sponsored by our friends at Kerem. Right up to the Benching. Shabbat Shalom, everybody.